0: Welcome to the Rock Church Podcast. This is Amanda. We're so glad you're joining us today. We are a church family that exists to love God, love people, and do something about it. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit us at rockc3.com or head over to your app store and search Rock C3 for our app. This is the fourth week of our series called Unhinged from Pastor Josh Finkley. Enjoy the message. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Good? Man, it's just so good just to worship with you guys. And, and uh, man, we've had three services this morning, one on Thursday night, uh, two in Aner, a bunch online. God's been doing work. God's been doing work, and I believe he's going to continue uh, as we as we spend the next 45 minutes to an hour together. And and uh, if you're new with us, I want to welcome you here. I'm so glad that, that you've taken time this morning uh, to come and to join with us. And, and whether you're here in Conway, or maybe you're watching online live, or maybe you're watching on demand later, whatever it is, man, I'm glad that you are with us. And let, let me say this, I say it all the time, but I just want to remind us of it that that our goal, that, that our vision as a church is to help you find what really matters. And we believe you'll find what matters when you connect with Jesus and connect with others. So so I'm glad that you're here. We're connecting with Jesus. But I want to encourage you, make sure you connect with others as well. And you can do that using that QR code on your chair. You can do that uh, by stopping by a connect corner, connect tent, or if you're online, connecting with one of the hosts. All right. So we want you to get connected. All right. Now, today we're going to dive back into this unhinged. Series that we've been doing, and, and the whole series. If you're new with us, just so you know, it's about how to win the war with your mind. We have basically been saying this that if we'll change the way we think, then we can change the way we live. That that if we'll change the way we think when we get angry, we can change the way we live. That that if we'll change the way we think when it comes to lust, that's what we talked about two weeks ago, or or revenge, or or Resentment and retaliation, which we talked about last week. If we'll change the way we think, we can keep from getting unhinged, which means we can also change the way we live. Now, now today we're going to go a step further at that. And today what we're, what we're really going to talk about is this idea, worry. Just curious, how many of you all Ever struggle with worry? Just let's be honest today in the crowd, right? Let's join together. What is it that you actually worry about? Everything? I just heard everything or all of it, right? Somebody else, what we worry about? School. I'm going to write grades. That, That you might be in high school, you might be a young adult, you might be in college, and you worry about grades. How about money? money? Money, yeah, yeah, some of us worry about money. What else we worry about? Family. family. Relationship, with God. Relationship, yeah. So we worry about just, I'm just gonna write God, just connecting with God. We worry about people. And when I say people, maybe, maybe we could look at that and we could say, it's my kids, it's my parents, it's my family, it's my loved ones. Anybody ever worry about health? Or how about this one? War, right? Like that's just real right now. That that war is a reality that that we have, are dealing with, and we know primarily the wars on the other side of the world, but it affects us all. And some of you might have some family members who are, are in the, the service, and so you're worried about maybe family or friends who maybe might get deployed. You're worried about what it's going to do for them. You're, maybe you're worried about people who you know who live in the Ukraine or in that area of the country. We have people in our church that, that have come from Russia and the Ukraine who are part of our family here. We have missionaries that we support that are on that side of the world. So, so it's a real, a real thing that we can worry about. How about this one? Um, anybody worry about their career, their job? Or, or maybe if I could write this one in here. Maybe you're calling. Like when I think about young adults, especially, I think about this idea of, of your career. That, that so many of you that, 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 that I look around the room, there's a bunch of you that are high school students and college students and you're thinking, well, man, I gotta I got make sure I get into the right college and then when I get to the right college, I gotta make sure I have the right major and, and then I gotta do well in my right major so I get the right internships because I gotta have the right internships so I can get the right job because I wanna have the right career and you spend so much time worried about the career that is coming that you forget to live today. Or we think about that with our calling. Again, talking with young adults a lot, that that we worry about our calling. And we have this idea, it's like, I just want to live out God's calling in my life. That that we just think, I I just want to live out God's calling. And and I get so worried about missing God's calling that what ends up happening is that, that I forget to live today. That these are things that we worry about. How, how, do, how do I keep from missing my, my calling? Let me put these back up there again. How do I keep from missing my calling? How do I keep from, you know, missing my career and worrying about my career? Or here's another one. How about this one? Some of us worry about being alone. Again, young adults, you might be single and you're like, man, I, I got to make sure I meet the perfect person, I gotta find that boyfriend, I gotta find that girlfriend, I, I gotta get, have that fiance because I don't wanna spend my life alone. Maybe you're not a young adult, but you find yourself in a season of life where you're alone and you're worried about, I gotta find the right man, I gotta find the right woman, that, that, that I don't wanna go through the rest of my life that way. I, I get that. I, I Honestly, I, I totally get it. I could put a bunch of other things on there, right? I mean, we know it. We could could fill this whole board up with things that we worry about. Here's the real question, though. How do I keep from worrying? Or more than that, because I don't think you can keep from worrying. Worry's going to hit. I think the real question is, how do I keep from getting unhealed? Hinged. How do I keep from allowing worry to ruin my life? How do I keep from being so worried that I forget to actually live today? Because again, things are going to happen. It's when that worry comes, how do I stop it from ruining my life? How do I stop it from making me anxious? How do I stop from living all stressed out? All right. I, I do believe there's an answer. I really do. But I think the answer is actually in the form of a question. See, I I really think this. If we want to keep from getting unhinged when it comes to worry, then it's going to come to asking the right question. Or maybe I should even say it this way. The right questions. See, each week I've given you four practical things to do to keep from getting unhinged. This week, I'm actually going to flip that a little bit, and I'm going to say there's three questions to ask that can keep you from getting unhinged. And the first question is pretty simple. The first question is this, who's my master? Who is my master? Is it the thing that I'm worried about, or is it Jesus? And I ask it for this reason. I want us to look at it. It's Jesus said this. It's a sermon of his. These are his words. Jesus said this. He said, no one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, I know when you first hear that verse, you've you've probably, if you've been in church very long, you've you've heard that verse as part of a giving sermon, that that as a preacher, I've used that verse a bunch to talk about finances and giving and things of that. But I want you to see it in its full context, that the very next verse, Jesus said this, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Like what Jesus is saying in this verse is you are going to pick a master. Who's it going to be? Now, he uses the illustration of money. He says you can't serve money and God. Right? And, and I think we all understand that. But think about this. We worry about money. Well, like chances are most of us in this room at some point in your life, you've worried about the amount of money in your checking account. That, that some of you have worried about how much college is gonna cost you. Now, for some of you who are older like me, you worry about what your portfolio looks like, what your retirement looks like, what the stock market might be doing right now. That we worry about money. Well, Jesus is saying when you're worrying about money, what you're actually doing is setting up money as your master. And you can't have two masters. You can't let money master you and Jesus. You gotta pick one. But it's not just money. We could put anything right there. My career or Jesus? My tomorrow or Jesus? My family or Jesus? I cannot serve both of them as my master. You can serve your family as you serve Jesus as your master, but you can't serve your family as your master and serve Jesus as your master. And what happens is anytime we worry about something, we're actually putting that in the place of being the master in our life. And that's the reason I'd ask you to challenge you to, Ask yourself this question. The minute worry starts to come, pause. It's difficult, but pause and say, who's my master? And then once you determine that, ask yourself the second question. And the second question is this. What is my worth? Like, like who's my master and what is my worth to them. Think about it this way. If money is your master, what is your worth to money? It's a fluctuating scale, right? Like, like, like I mean, this is, this is just real life. That if you have something that is your master, your master determines your value and your worth. So if money is my master, then as my bank account increases and my money increases, I am worth more. And as my money decreases and my bank account decreases, I am worth less. So what is your worth? Well, it's fluctuating. You really never know. What about my career? Well, when it comes to my career, well, wherever I'm at on the org chart tells me what I am worth. If I'm in entry-level work, if, if I've gotten a, a promotion, if I'm now a manager, I've moved up to a vice president, I'm the CEO, depending on my value in the org chart, my place in the org chart, that determines my worth, my value. That That if you're a student, Like, like my grades will determine my value and my worth. Where I finish in my class ranking, where I go on to college, that college is going to determine my value or my worth. Where I'm at in that class ranking, that all of these things, if they are our master, then they determine our value and our worth, and it's on a fluctuating scale. You know what that leads to? Worry. Am I right? Because you never know, am I of worth or am I not? But what about with Jesus? What are we worth to Jesus? Think about that for a second. When it comes to Jesus, what does he say that you are worth? What does he say that I am worth? Everything. I want to make sure every one of us hears this. I'm just going to say it real simple. You matter to Jesus, period. You matter to him. And it doesn't matter how much is in your bank account. You matter to him. If you got a lot of money, you matter. If you got a little bit of money, you matter. It doesn't change. It's not on a scale. How you're doing at your job does not matter when it comes to your worth to Jesus, that you could not matter anymore and you could not matter any less. You matter, you are of great worth to Jesus Christ and that never changes, amen? That's where we're at. Like you matter more than anything else in all of creation. Think about that for a second. I mean, that's what Jesus actually said. Let's look at his words, going back to his sermon. He said, consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his life span by worrying? He goes on, he says this, and why do you worry about your clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the fields grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? I mean, think about that. As beautiful as flowers are, as beautiful as the wildflowers are, as beautiful as as nature is, as beautiful as the stars are in the sky, how crazy, how majestic they are in nature, that Jesus looks at them and say, they don't hold a candle to you. And if I can take care of a flower, which is just thrown into the furnace when it's done, how much more can I take care of you? He goes on and he says it this way a couple chapters later. He says, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. You can go to the Old Testament. Uh, God said this to the prophet Jeremiah. He said, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. That understand that as he's saying this, he's saying it to a people that had a lot to worry about. People who were captives, people who were without a land. And he says, don't worry, I've got you. Whatever you might be going through today or tomorrow or next week, he's got you. Look at the way David said it. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me. I love this concept. That... that that David is confessing. He's saying, Lord, you go before me and you follow me. As I'm going into battle, into war, you go before me and you follow me. That, That if I'm worried about my money, you go before me and you follow me. If I'm worried about my kids, you go before them and you follow them. If I'm worried about my home, you go before it and you follow it. If I'm worried about my career, you go before it and you follow it. If I'm worried about my parents, then you go before them and you follow them. Do you see what God is doing here? He's got you totally surrounded. Totally surrounded. He's got your front. He's got your back. Why? Why? Because we are of great worth. So whatever it is that might cause you to worry or to be anxious, pause. And before you get unhinged, ask yourself, who's my master? Well, if my master is Jesus, then just ask the second question. What is my worth to him? And your worth to him is everything. You, myself, we are worth so much that he was willing to die on the cross. That he values you, he values me more than he values his own life. But I worry, I stress, I got all this junk coming in. Well, who's my master? Well, if I know who's my master, then what's my worth? Now there's a third question though the third question is simply this, where's my faith? Where is my faith? Like, 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 think of these three together, and I know this is difficult, but if you're truly struggling with something, or when worry hits you on the next day, who's my master? What's my worth? Well, then where's my faith? And our faith should be in our master but unfortunately too many times we put our faith in ourselves. Am I right on that? Anybody with me? They're like, I got to figure this out, right? Well, look at that. Jesus alluded to that. He said, why do you have, why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? Can I add to it? Or where will I live? Or what will be my career? Or who will I marry? Or how will I pay for that? Or what will I drive? Or where will I graduate? You put it all in there. And then this is what he says. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all you need. That when we're, when we're functioning in a, in a state of worry, then what we're actually doing is functioning as an unbeliever. Now, you might be here and you might say, well, Josh, I, I, I'll just be honest with you. I don't believe. I get it. And, and if that's you, I'm glad you're here. My hope is that you would come to an understanding of your worth and that you would choose Jesus as your master. But I also know this in this room and online, There's a bunch of us who would say that we believe in God, yet we still worry. When we worry, we're functioning as an unbeliever because what we're saying is I have to figure this out, that I am my own master, that I'm the one who's got to figure out where I'm going to live or what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to do, and I've got to figure all this out which puts us at the center, which which really you you see right there with that word unbeliever. Do you see it? If If you think about this word unbeliever, what's at the center? I. And what's at the center of anxiety? I. You want to have anxious thoughts? Put yourself at the center. You want to change that up? Have faith in God. And that's what Jesus says. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And here's what I love about what Jesus is saying. He's saying, where's your faith? Like, place your faith in me. Seek after me. And when you seek after him, notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say life will be easy. He doesn't say you won't have troubles. He actually says the exact opposite of that, doesn't he? He says, today's trouble is enough for today. Like, like, we're gonna face trouble. That's the reason I said at the beginning, you can't help but let worry come in. Worry is going to come. Yet when it comes, I can shut it off and I can keep from being unhinged by saying, well, who's my master? And what's my worth? Well, then where's my faith? See, if I have faith in my master, because I have great worth. Like, where is my faith? It's in my master. And in my master, I know I am of great worth. And if I know I am of great worth, well, then I shouldn't have to worry. I I don't need to worry. Because my master says that I have worth, so he's going to take care of me. See, what I'm saying is i got to ask myself these three questions over and over and over Anytime I'm dealing with worry. And I know, I know, let me just be the preacher for a second. I know some of you are sitting there saying, yeah, but, right? You're like, Josh, you don't understand what's going on in my kid's life right now. You don't understand what happened to my child. You don't understand what, what's going on in their world. I don't. But Jesus does. Jesus does. And if you matter to Jesus, guess who else matters to Jesus? Your kids. But, but Josh, you don't, you don't understand, man. I feel all alone. I get it. I get it. And I understand you're trying to think you've got a, you have a desire to be married, you have a desire to be in a relationship. I get it. I'm not saying it's easy. Faith is never easy. But faith is good. Because when you have faith in a master who says that you are of great worth, you don't have to worry. Instead, you can worship. Right? If I am of great worth, I don't have to worry. I can actually just worship because I know who my master is and I know my worth to him. So I'm going to have faith and rather than worry, I'll just worship because I can't figure it out. I don't want to figure it out. I don't want to put myself in the center. I'd actually rather Jesus be in the center and say, I'm going to rely on you right now. I'm going to worship you. I'll do my part, Jesus, but I'm going to let you be the master. And you just tell me what I need to do. Just tell me what I need to do. So here's what I want to invite us to do right now. Worship. I think the best thing we can do is just worship. To to recognize our worth to the master and worship. And I know this might be different for some of y'all. For some of you, you're like, I'm in. Like, I love the idea I'm in. Some of you might be harder. You might be like, "How how do I do it?" Well, here's maybe one way you can do it. Step up to the stage. There's communion on the right side there, or on the left side. And communion is just a cup of juice and a piece of bread. That's all it is. But Jesus said to do it to remember Him. So every time you take communion, you know what you're actually doing? You're acknowledging how much you're worth that Jesus would say, I'll come and I'll die on the cross for you, for you. So maybe today you're going to come up and you're going to grab some juice and some bread and maybe go over by the baptistry or go over to the prayer corner and just spend some time worshiping and saying, Jesus, thank you that I matter to you. And Jesus, if I matter to you so much, you'd be willing to die for me. Then I know in this area of my life, you've got me covered. You're going to go before me, you're going to be behind me, you're going to take care of me, and I'm just going to trust you. Maybe for you you're going to be like, I just I just need to throw my hands up and I just need to say Jesus, you're enough. And we're actually going to sing a song. It's it's new to us as a church. It's not a new song, but new to us as a church. And in it you'll just sing over and over, you're enough. Jesus, you're enough. Well, I actually use the word. It's called Jireh. And the word Jireh comes from the Old Testament. It was when when Abraham was praying and he called out to God and he said, God, you are Jehovah Jireh, which means provider. And he was saying in the moment back then that, God, you're enough. You took care of it. And if Abraham can say that, then we can say it as well. He's enough. So you just sing Jireh, which means God, provider. You're enough. You're enough. And if he can clothe the lilies, can't he take care of you? And if he notices a sparrow, that's an itty bitty bird. Doesn't he notice you? I don't know what all you're going through. But what would it look like if rather than worry, I spent the rest of at least this service, just if you just said for the next 20 minutes, I'm I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to say, you're enough. You're enough. I'm placing my faith in you because you're enough. You clothe the lilies. You can clothe me. you hear that no matter the circumstance you are enough and some of you need to sing that out loud as a proclamation of yes 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 some of you need to hear it and go i believe it's true i believe it's true i'm going to have faith i'm going to have faith i'm going to have faith because to my master I have great worth. Let's spend some time connecting with Him. If you need to pray with somebody, there's plenty of people at the Connect Corner. If you need to take a step of baptism, you can do that. Let's worship, not work. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about how to give to God through the rock, you can find that information on our app or on our website. Another way that you can give to us is simply by subscribing to this podcast, rating it, telling your friends about it. All those things are super helpful. We hope you have a great week.